Blog Talk Radio. Now, 
according to H&R Block, we should have our unreimbursed mileage related to work or volunteer. And this is a great time for you to write this stuff down and to start organizing it now instead of waiting for a year to go by and you've got a year's worth of uh, items to organize. Of course, we all know charitable deductions, contributions to your retirement plan, your health care expenses, your self-employment income and expenses, including home office expenses, health insurance premiums paid, transportation costs, advertising fees, rental properties, moving expenses if you've moved for a new job, expenses for energy-efficient home improvements, tuition or fees paid for education for you, your spouse, or your dependents, retirement account rollovers, and child care and dependent care expenses, including employer identification number of the child care provider. So this is all the stuff that you should have in your personal financial tax files. So you can listen to this podcast over and over again and just make sure that you have labeled files, envelopes, and every time you get one of those receipts from those categories or paperwork from those categories, you put it in there, you label it 2015, and therefore next year this time it won't be as hectic and you won't have a lot of that paperwork to deal with. It will be a lot more organized. Also, you should have a copy of last year's return you know, just for um, reference. You should always have that filed as well. The next big question, and I think this is why people, all of us, hold on to so much paperwork because we just don't know when to let it go. So the next question is, how long should we keep our paperwork? That's another big question. So the first thing is let's talk about bank records. Now this is according to... um, Consumer Reports, keep keep for a year or less. And this is according to Consumer Reports, keep for a year or less. And the items you should keep for a year or less, I'm going to name all the items, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about them. So this is a year or less. Bank records, credit card bills, um, and sh- so these are things you should keep for a year or less. Bank records or credit card bills. That's it. Um, Keep deposits and ATM receipts until you reconcile them with your monthly statements. File your monthly checking and saving account statements. After you do your taxes, file any statements needed to prove deductions with your tax records, but the rest can be shredded. So basically, anything that you need to keep for tax records, you keep, but anything else you can shred, and this is according um, to Consumer Reports. Um, and then the next thing is the credit card bills. You don't need to keep them after you've checked and paid them unless you need the bill to support a deduction. You will be taking on your taxes, such as a charitable donation. If an item you've charged is under warranty, keep the bill until the warranty expires, and you can staple the credit card bill to the warranty documents and put it in a file with your other warranties. You may need the bill as proof of purchase if the item is in need of repair. So the things you can keep for a year or less, your bank records, you don't have to keep for long term your credit card bills. So once you've um, taken out the things, the receipts you need for your tax deductions, everything else can basically be shredded. Now, things you need to keep your current year tax records, the things you need to keep. You want to keep your policies that you renew each year. These are your insurance policies, such as those for your home, apartment, and car. Until you get new policies, then you want to shred the old ones. So every time you get new policies, you want to keep the new, shred the old. And you can shred your monthly and quarterly statements from your brokerage, your 401K, your IRA, your CAG, and other investment accounts as new ones arrive, but hold on to the annual and statements until you sell the investment. And then also pay stuffs. Keep calendar year records until you receive your W-2s, shred them. 
and of course, just miscellaneous receipts. If you're not doing anything with your receipts, like tracking your spending, itemizing tax deduction, or using them to return purchases, then you can just basically get rid of the little scraps of paper immediately. So, just to recap, the things you can just get rid of, keep for a year or less, is bank records, bank records, credit card bills, the insurance policies. You get the new policy, you get rid of the old one. And, of course, the monthly and quarterly statements from your investments, but you keep the yearly statement. And, of course, pay stuff. So once you get the W-2, then you can get rid of the rest of them. So those are the things. And, of course, receipts if you're not tracking expenses or taking a tax deduction. So that's kind of paperwork you can just get out of your life. Now, things that you probably need to keep for a limited time. A limited time, not forever, but a limited time, is household furnishing paperwork. You may buy furniture, keep receipts for warranty, and, and and also the instruction books for major appliances and electronics. And you can get rid of the warranty when the period is covers has passed and the rest of the material will no longer be, you will own it. So, So basically you keep all the paperwork as long as the warranty is um, still good. Once the warranty is no longer good, then you can get rid of it. Um, also, you loan documents, keep loan documents for mortgage, vehicles, student, other loans, and a safe deposit box. And once the loan is paid off, you can get rid of the paperwork. Now, for me personally, I paid off my student loans, I almost can say decades ago, and for some reason I still hold on to that because to me that was just something that I really accomplished in life. I felt really great about it, so I kept that paperwork. Also, vehicle records. Keep purchase receipts, titles, registration information, and, of course, a safe deposit box as long as you own the car, boat, truck, or other vehicle, and store maintenance and repair records in your home filing cabinet. So certain things you want to keep for a limited time. Um, of course, if you have investment purchases, you'll need those that basically let you know the cost, the holding period, if you sell the investment. But you want to also keep that information as well. So things you definitely want to keep for a limited time is if you make a major purchase in the house, loan documents, of course, until you pay them off, vehicle records until, you know, you really no longer own the vehicle. So those are things that you definitely want to hold on for a limited time. Now, there are things that you definitely want to hold on to for seven years. And basically those are your federal and state tax returns and the supporting documents. You should keep them because the returns can be randomly audited for up to three years after the date you filed them. So you want to make sure you keep that information. Um, And then after seven years, you may want to keep just the returns if you like to track your income over the years and keep tax records for more than seven years old in your out-of-the-way filing cabinet. And better yet, scan them. Scan them, scan them, so you don't have to keep a physical copy. But those are things you hold on to for seven years. It's those tax returns and that supporting documents. Now, things you need to keep, you do not toss. This is the do not toss. Now, we talked about things that you can toss, um, for example, bank statements after a year, things you keep for a limited time, you definitely want to keep, of course, when you have um, a purchase, an item, a household item, you've got a warranty. You want to hold on to it for a specific time. But now we're going to get into the things that you just don't want to toss. And one of the things, of course, is your life insurance policies. For permanent life insurance policies that have a cash value or an investment component, you want to keep the document and a list of the companies that issue them and their phone numbers. You definitely want to keep copies of wills, trusts, powers of attorneys, and you may want to keep it in a safe deposit box. Um, You should also do that. And, of course, keep pension plan documents from your current and former employees 
and they should be filed in some type of filing cabinet. And you want to have a safe deposit box inventory. Um, Note the location of the box, keys, keep a list of what you have in it, update the list once a year, um, and you should also keep photocopies at home of any documents you have stored just in case in the box. And some other things that you definitely, essential records such as birth, death certificates, marriage license, divorce decrees, social security cards, military discharge pages should never, should be kept in a safe deposit box um, forever. So these are things you need to keep forever. So I'm going to say this again. Basically, birth certificates, death certificates, marriage licenses, divorce decrees, social security cards, military discharge papers should be kept in a safe deposit box. And and here are other items that you should keep forever. Your defined benefit plan documents, your estate planning documents, your life insurance documents, and, of course, your safe deposit box inventory. So those are things. So those were some of the questions, some of the big questions that I received, um, you know, in regards to the taxes, and I wanted to, to kind of share those with you tonight. But, again, um, just to kind of quick recap, items keep for a year or less, bank records, credit cards, um, insurance policies, because when you renew and you get a new policy, you want to, um, such as home, apartment, car, until you get the new policy, shred the old one. And, of course, the investment statement. So when you get those monthly and quarterly statements, you keep them. But then at the end of the year, you get that yearly summary, keep that, and then you can shred the other ones. And, of course, pay stubs. You can get rid of those once you keep your W-2s. And then receipts to things that are not tax deductible or you're not um, claiming as an expense. Keep for a limited time anything that is like a household warranty, defined benefit plans, estate planning. You want to definitely keep that. Investment purchase, loan documents, savings bonds, vehicle records. But the things you want to keep forever are defined benefit plan documents, estate planning documents, life insurance policies, and safe deposit box policies. So hopefully that will help you not only manage and better organize those tax records that you have, but also it will help you um, clear out the clutter of the stuff that you do not need to keep anymore. So with that, I am going to um, take a quick break, and I'm going to come back, and then I am going to share with you um, some tips on some additional tips on just how to really kind of organize that tax paperwork of yours as well. Hello, this is Bob Lewis from Closet and Storage Concepts, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. And that was Bob Lewis of Closet and Storage Concepts. Yay, Bob. So now I wanted to move on to... uh, um, organizing your tax records. And, of course, you can find this particular, um, these particular tips if you go to my blog at um, JanetMTaylor.com, my blog, and I recently wrote a blog on how to organize your tax records. So now that you know how long you need to keep them, what to keep, what you can get rid of, now it's time to organize those records. So, of course, the first thing you want to do now that your tax season is behind you, 2014 tax season is behind you, you want to take that tax returns and those receipts and you want to organize them. You want to put them together. You want to put them in a box and label it depending on how much paperwork you have, taxes, and then you want to put those 2014 taxes in there. And then you want to label the outside box so you'll know that your 2014 tax returns and supporting documents are in that box. So that's the first thing you want to do. And now that you know what um, paperwork you can keep and get rid of after a year, and some you can get rid of after a couple years, 
You want to purge documents. Get rid of the old documents. And if you just don't feel comfortable um, getting rid of those old documents, then just put them aside. But purge those documents. And there's so much research out there. You can Google, and even if after listening to my list, you still say, mm, I still want to know a little bit more about what to keep and what not, what not to keep, Google. Find out how long you need to keep information because there's a lot of different wonderful tips out there on how you can purge your documents and free up some of that wonderful space in your home to organize and store other things. Number three, because it's six tips, number three, because number one was definitely make sure you put all of your 2014 tax information together. Number two is purging. And once you've purged, once you've gone through and you know what you can keep, what you're going to get rid of, attend a shredding event. Attend a shredding event. Now, if you have a shredder, that's great, but there's nothing more freeing than taking two boxes of papers or bags or whatever containers and dumping it in that big shredding truck and just seeing it go up in seconds. It's like a weight is lifted off your shoulder. It's done. It takes seconds, and it's fun because you can just give them. Actually, I would suggest you you put it either in a box or some bags. Don't put it in containers and just give it to them. And sometimes, you know, they will let you stand there. If you feel I'm a little uneasy about having somebody shred your stuff, trust me, it's wonderful. Just give it to them and just go about enjoying the rest of your day. Now, the fourth thing you want to do is, of course, you want to, as I shared with you in my tips, you want to begin organizing your 2015 tax-related paperwork. So now that you know what you needed for 2014, you can start a system for 2015 and begin either using file folders and label them or big envelopes and label them 2015 charity, um, 2015 medical expenses, and just putting it in there, in that folder. So, therefore, next year this time, it will take you less time, so much less time, to get yourself organized for the tax season. Number five, go paperless. That's the best way to reduce that clutter. You know, what a great way because you can scan your receipts. You can scan because now we can all download our statements so you really don't have to print out a statement. And, of course, we've got technology on our smartphone where we can actually take pictures of receipts. So go paperless. And the last thing is just making sure you discipline yourself, whether it's once a week, every two weeks, but at least once a month, go through and just file, put in envelopes and file folders the information you need for your 2015 taxes. So, again, archive your 2014 tax returns and receipts. Purge documents number two. Attend a shredding event. And number four, begin organizing your 2015 tax-related documents. Number five, go paperless. And number six, regularly maintain your system. Regularly maintain your system. So that's my Taylor tip time. And after this quick break, I am going to come and return to you with my book suggestion for the week. Janet Taylor is fabulous. I once heard an interview by Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker star, and she talked about how when she sees people, she just sees energy between them. And when I think about Janet Taylor, it reminds me of Patty because Janet goes into a space and she sees the energy in the space and how to make things work better. Different people have different gifts in life, and this is Janet. She's just amazing. I worked with her about, it's about 10 years ago, and she is one of the most remarkable people that has ever um, been in my office. She just knows what has to get done. 
some people have that gift, and Janet has it. Thank you so much, Krista Barr. And Krista had a birthday because she's born in April, so we want to wish her a very, very happy birthday. Well, my audiobook selection for this week is One Year to an Organized Life. One year. From Your Closets to Your Finances, this week-by-week guide to getting completely organized for good, and it's by Regina Leeds. And this is an audio book, and it basically helps you um, find the peace um, that you need in order to have a life that's organized, and it enables you to have more freedom, less aggravation, better health, and to get more done. And this woman has been doing this for 20 years, and she was named the best organizer by Los Angeles Magazine. And it's helped even the messiest turn their lives around. So, and anybody, and that is true, anybody can be organized. You just have to want to do it, and you just have to discipline yourself to maintain. But again, one year to an organized life. So, which means that you can just take it chunks at a time. You know, Rome was not built in a day. The piles did not happen in a day. So why not just focus a whole year on getting yourself organized? So one year to an organized life, from your closets to your finances, the week-by-week guide to getting completely organized for good by Regina Leeds. And that is my audio book selection for this week, so make sure you go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized to get your free audio book and one month free trial of service. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and you can get a free audio book and a one month free trial of service. So be sure to check that wonderful book out. So now um, I'd like to move on to my mailbag, and I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank you for following me on all my social media, and, of course, thank you for those of you who continue to join me on Blog Talk Radio community as well as my Instagram. I also want to thank all of you who joined me um, this weekend at the Pierce College Business Division Conference. What a wonderful time, fabulous time, fabulous time. And actually one person um, emailed me and said, thank you for speaking at the Pierce College Third Annual Business Division Conference. I learned a lot from your presentation after taking your quiz because I gave them a quiz to find out where they are in reference to their planning. I realized that I'm a candidate for burnout, overworked, and stressed out. And she said, I work part-time but spend full-time hours at the office. I did not believe this was problematic until my health suffered as a result. I began to faint and fall asleep at a moment's notice. Once I visit my doctor's, I made a promise to myself to take better care of my health and restructure my priorities. I've already downloaded your ebook and I'm currently creating my master list of weekly projects and tasks. Again, thank you for presenting at Pierce and I hope you decide to return and bless us with some more of your expertise. And that is Angelica and um I thank you for um attending my presentation. I had a wonderful time. And not only that, I got to see my college professor who actually remembered me. Yes, my college professor, sales and marketing. Um, I went and I said, oh, I know that gentleman. And I said, what's his name? And as soon as I heard his name, because Brooke Quick is a very unique name. And so if you go on my Facebook page and my Instagram page, I believe we're on Twitter, too. You'll get to see me standing with my college professor. That was a wonderful, wonderful um, moment for me, and I had just a wonderful time meeting everyone and talking to everyone about how they can basically 
organize, plan, and prioritize. That was my topic. Well, moving on. Well, today's Monday, and you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is Toss to Tuesday. Excuse me, I'm a little stuffy. So it's really stuffy. So make sure you shred those financial documents in your home and office. You no longer need, like, receipts for groceries and items that are not tax deductible. So let's shred that stuff that we no longer need. So that is my Toss It Tuesday tip. And make sure you follow me on social media and maybe show your thrill. If you've got a pile of things that you decide, paperwork you decided to shred, just send me a picture. I would love to see it. Well, my app suggestion of the week is LifeLock, and you can use it on your Android, your Apple, your Windows. And LifeLock is is a great app. is a way of storing all your receipts. It's a very good app to have for personal or small business. It's super easy to use and very helpful for tracking everything, such as time and as a time and space saver. My her daughter keeps track of expenditures and learns value of money, um, and it has simplified my life by leaps and bounds. Very productive app for managing both personal and business expenses with the ability to track keep track of expenses for tax purposes. So it's called Life Lock, and it's Android, Apple, and Windows. And you can use them on any of those devices. So check out that app. And, of course, you can go to my Pinterest page and you can click on that link to get more details about that. And my product suggestion is the Frisco File Box. It's a beautiful and durable storage box. Um, contain clutter and control of their home. Basically, it's a storage accessories to contain the clutter and take control of their home and workspace. Make your top shelf into a file cabin with these Frisco file boxes, size to hold file folders, hanging file folders, notebooks. The Frisco file box features a metal label holder that makes it easy to categorize items. So check out the Frisco uh, file box and you'll be able to see a link of that and a visual picture of that when you go to my social media page. And, of course, if you go to my Pinterest page on product suggestions, you can see it as well, and also where you can purchase the product. My uh, repurpose is mason jars. And mason jars were turned into a wall organizer, and you can find it on my repurpose page, on my Pinterest page. But also another suggestion, because we're talking about paperwork and organizing our paperwork, is transforming that old, dingy um, filing cabinet by putting on a new coat of paint, maybe some um, wallpaper or some decorative items to just give it the pop it needs so you can utilize it and repurpose it instead of going out and buying a new filing cabinet. So those are my app suggestion, my product suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion for the week. And make sure you go to my Pinterest page to see all of those wonderful ideas on how to organize your home, your office, as well as your life. And it's Janet M. Taylor at Pinterest. And moving right along, um, of course, for those of you who have not already taken advantage of it, and I keep telling you that because soon we're going to be doing some changes to my website, is making sure that you take advantage of the free resources. And, of course, it's 30 minutes or less, Simple Tips to Organize Your Life. It's an e-book that is 30 tips that you can do in 30 minutes or less to organize an area of your home, your office, as well as your life. And then you've got 25 tips to e-book, which provides you with 25 tips to organizing your office. And then, of course, um, with that, you will get an audio of how to have a smooth morning routine. And then, of course, you can always purchase my book, 101 Secrets to Living an Organized Life. And that is available for purchase, so you can get 
the free ebooks or my book. And when you go to www.janetmtaylor.com and you just click on the product page, and all of the information will be available to you to either get a free ebook or purchase my 101 Secrets to Living an Organized Life, which would make a great gift because I know Mother's Day is coming up, Father's Day is coming up, graduations are coming up. Those are some great gifts to give somebody to help them organize their lives. Well, um, the show is moving right along, and we'll probably end a little early tonight. Um, Next week is the Organized Bathroom. I had the opportunity of talking to Ms. Lisa Mark of the Time Butler, and she provide, I interviewed her today for the show next week, and she provided some awesome tips on how to organize that bathroom, how to get rid of stuff, creatively organize it, and just be able to find things the first time you look. So you need to tune in next week for that one. And then, of course, we're going to have, because we're moving into May, and moving close to Mother's Day, I wanted to have Nakia Stith because we were unable to connect the last time to have her come on and really just give us some tips on how women can be organized and be safe. What are some of the things we need to do, we need to purge, we need to get rid of, we need to lighten load because, so we can be safe because now we're going to be spending a little bit more time outdoors, at least on the uh, East Coast. So I thought that would be a great topic as well. And then, of course, in May, I will be bringing on my dear friend and colleague, Valerie Anderson, and we will be having a discussion about time management. It won't be any techniques or tips, but a discussion. And one of the discussions is, how come our mothers seem to get so much done with less technology? Why does it seem that way? And then the other discussion will be on why we seem to continue to do the things we do, even though we're sabotaging our times and our lives. So those are going to be some great discussions. It's going to be two-part series. Week one is going to be just talking about our moms and how they seem to be able to just do it all. And then the second week is about ourselves and what some of the things we're just doing every single day to sabotage our time management. So that will be in May. Then, of course, we will be ending May with Felicia Wallace-Benton on just how to be more organized for summer entertaining, outdoors and indoors. So I am looking forward to those coming shows. And um, and then I'll start working on the wonderful shows for the um, March, the, excuse me, the June, June shows. I've already got some ideas, so looking forward to that as well. And the motivational quote this week is, every day brings new choices. Every day. Every single day you have a choice. You have a choice to either just stay in the bed and feel sorry for yourself or you have a choice to go out there and make a difference. And one of the things that I have been saying, I guess, for the past couple of weeks, um, because I heard it on Joyce Myers, is something good is going to happen to me today and something good is going to happen through me today. I say it every day. And it seems like every single day that I do that, something good happens to me but also something good happens through me. I'm able to give in some kind of way, shape, or form to someone, um, whether it's sharing some information or listening or just enjoying somebody's company. So think about that. Something good is going to happen to me. And something good is going to happen through me. Because I know that sometimes we can get to a place where so many things are happening to us in our lives and it feels like we are in a boxing ring being punched. And every time we think we can get up, boom, something punches us and gets us down. And, okay, we get ourselves together, we get up, and boom, we get down again. And I know how it can be. It can be depressing. It can be discouraging. It can be you want to just throw in a towel and give up. And I'm here to tell you don't do that. Just keep on. Just keep beginning to look at, at you know, another day is coming. 
another day is coming. The sunshine's going to be brighter. Things are going to happen. You know, things happen. Things take time. Thing, you know, unfortunately, we all want to manipulate and maneuver and make things happen when they're supposed to, and sometimes it's a process. We have to learn something. But sometimes we have to be patient, and it's just like getting organized. You have to be patient. You don't. You can't expect to go in there and have that closet looking the way you want it to look in a day when it didn't take, it took more than a day to get like that. So it may be just patiently slowly getting rid of everything that you know you can't wear or you don't want to wear because maybe the moths have got to it. It's too big. It's too small. Um, it's a T-shirt that you've just washed so many times that it's falling apart. So, you know, just that step. Then the next step, you know, looking at, okay, this is how much space I have left. How can I make it work for me? And that's all organizing is. It's taking a little bit at a time. I think a lot of times, and that's why people hire organizers, because they want it done and they want it done fast. And that's why we are, because we're the experts. We come in there. We have our, we have a vision of what you would like it to look like, and we want to make sure that that comes to fruition. And we've got the resources and we've got the talent and we're not attached to this stuff emotionally. So we can go in there and we can do it and we can tackle that project. But sometimes for you to take in, you're wondering, why is it taking so long? Because you're emotionally attached to it. Because you have to understand that you just can't go in there and tackle it. you got to have a plan. And that's one of the things I share with the students that I talked with um, over the weekend. You gotta have a plan. You gotta have a plan. You gotta have priorities. You gotta manage your time. So you have to have a plan to get in there. It's sort of like when you hire me. I see the space. You tell me, Janet, I want this space to look like my home office. Okay. I know you want it to look like a home office. You tell me, I can get a sense of being in your home. What type of furniture you want. So therefore, that's what I do. And I go in there, and I come with some plans. Here's the furniture suggestion. Then I already know by looking at all of the stuff, some of the stuff that you need to just get rid of and trash, and I'll suggest that to you. And then we work through stuff bit by bit by bit. But because I have a plan, I'm not attached to the stuff. It's a little bit easier, so that's why... I don't want you to beat yourself up because you're thinking, wow, people go in here and do stuff in a day, and it's taken me months and years. Well, that's because, you know, we are professional organizers. We see things completely different. I can see a room. You may see all the stuff that's accumulated in there for 20 years, but when I look at it, I see a completely organized room. And so that's why, you know, when I work with people virtually, they're amazed at when all I have to do is see the picture of the room and I can say, okay, these are the things that you need to do. And that's what it is. It's just, so that's why I want all of you out there who are trying to organize the junk room, park the car in the garage, um, you know, put the clothes in the closet to not get discouraged and give up and feel like it will never happen because every day brings new choices. So every day you get up, you need to just go in there and just make sure even if you do nothing but throw out the sneakers that you haven't worn for 10 years or maybe it's going in that garage and finally getting rid of the toys that the kids played with when they were younger, and now they've got kids of their own and the stuff is broken and just taking it to the trash. Or maybe it's really collecting all the clothes that you know somebody else could wear. Or I'm giving you a little hint, one of the tips that um, as I was uh, interviewing Miss Lisa Mark today, one of the things she said is all those toiletries that we never use, take them to a homeless shelter. We've got so much stuff, so it's just doing things and taking things just a little bit at a time. So I just hope that this kind of encourages somebody to just keep plugging at it. Just because it looks like that today doesn't mean it's going to look like that tomorrow. Yes, 
Sometimes the desk looks like it will never get clear, but it will. So I hope that encourages somebody because, again, Martha Beck said every day brings new choices. So make some new choices. Today, you know, go home. If you're listening, depending on what time of day you're listening to this, um, you know, get a good night's rest. Wake up the next morning with a new attitude and decide, you know what, these newspapers have been sitting here, and I keep saying I'm going to read them. I'm not. I'm going to put them in a recycle. When the mail comes in, get rid of the junk mail. You know, when you come home at night, make sure you have a place for your keys. Decide, hey, you're going to prepare some things the night before so you don't have to run around. So just begin to to make some new choices that will help you um be more organized in your home. Be more organized at your workspace. Better manage your time as well as better manage your life. Better manage your life. So um, I hope that encourages somebody because uh, sometimes I, I, when I go out and speak to people, I really get to see the challenges you're having. And one of the challenges that was interesting that a question I got is, how come I, I I work so much that I don't have time for lunch? Should I take time for lunch? Yes, you should, because we need to take care of our bodies, because if we don't take care of our bodies and we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to take care of our families. We're definitely not going to be able to work um, and earn an income, and we're not going to be able to enjoy life. So I know a lot of you out there are workaholics, and the suggestion I gave is bring your lunch if you feel that you don't have time to leave, at least bring your lunch. Bring a healthy lunch. You know, snack on some carrots. Snack on some apple slices. Make sure you drink plenty of water. You know, have nuts. If you do get up, at least take a walk and walk maybe up a flight of steps. And, of course, if you've been working all day and you say, well, Janet, we don't get a big break well, hopefully you'll get enough to, enough of a break that you'll be able to take the elevator downstairs, stand outside for maybe five minutes, breathe some air in and out. That, of course, depends on what area you're living in. I mean, if you're in a dense city, you may not want to do that, but at least allow your your body to feel the outdoors. So, And then go back in and go to work because you need that break. I need that break. Even as I work from home and I have a beautiful view, but I need to get up. I need to get up. I need to get out. I need to feel air. So um, I hope that helps somebody out there. But, again, make sure you tune in next week because next week we're going to have an organized bathroom. And it was a wonderful conversation with Lisa Mark. And we were talking about small bathrooms because I got a small bathroom. She got a small bathroom and how just to organize it better. And then, of course, after that, we're going to be talking to Nakia Smith on how to be organized as women so we can be safer. So maybe we need to ditch the the bags and and all the things that we carry um, so that we can be safer when we're out there on the streets, going to work, going to school, going to gym, exercising. And then, of course, in May, I'm excited that we will be talking about time management. Just a discussion, no solutions, just some real girl talk about how come our mothers really seem to be doing it all with less technology and how we seem to be sabotaging our own time, how we seem to be sabotaging our own time. And, of course, we'll be ending with um, how to just be more organized for that summer and outdoor entertaining. So um, uh, there's no, I mean, I'll be here for a few more minutes. I'll be in the chat room for a few more minutes. So if you in the chat room want to just shoot me a question or something, please feel free. Um, But I want to thank all of you for continuing to listen. Because of you, we have expanded beyond Blog Talk Radio. We are now on, of course, iTunes and Stitcher Radio and TuneIn and soon-to-be Coalition Radio. So it's because of you. I do not take that for granted. I know it is because of you, because of you listening. I appreciate all of you, and I hope you know that um, each and every week when I do this show, I do it for you. And please be sure to visit my website, JanetMTaylor.com. Just, you know, 
to find out and read about my blog, which I put out every couple of weeks um, on ways to organize your home, your office, and your life. Be sure to make sure you check out my services. And as I said, I do virtual organizing. So no matter where you are in the world, I can help you organize your space. I can definitely help you organize your time as well as organize your life. So no matter where you are, I am the organizer, Janet. And, of course, make sure you follow me on social media. You know, check out my Pinterest page because not only do I have organizing things, but then you'll get to see what my favorite color is, which is red. And, of course, I have this wonderful section, Live, Laugh, Organize. And it just has all these wonderful inspirational sayings. And then, of course, you can follow me on Instagram where you just get to see some of the things that I'm doing throughout the day. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, as well as on social media. And please, of course, visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com to read my blog, to purchase my products, or either hire me as your virtual organizer. So, until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? 